admit, we are terrible at planning our next podcast. You may have already guessed, our dear listeners, that we are clearly not discussing the particular sadness of lemon cake, mostly because our minds wander to the second book of A Court of Thorns and Roses series, A Court of Mist and Fury. I have to say, the vivid descriptions of Reese were an additional bonus that sped up the reading, <laughs> fangirling process. A few hours after closing A Court of Mist and Fury, and staring at the walls because life without these characters is just not worth it, I would sell my unborn child, a few limbs, a kidney, and even bits of my soul for the next book, now. Or perhaps to be transported to this world and never leave. Or perhaps to get to live with Reese in his home or in the court of dreams or Valaris or somewhere. Because for God's sake, I am dying here and I need something. All you great inventors out there, where is the fictional world transporter, people? Too dramatic, don't you think? Nope, because it was perfect, wonderful, mind-blowing, brilliant, heart-wracking, action-filled, swoon-worthy, and everything more than I expected. I loved the depth of each and every character, the way Mars makes you feel every move, every bit of darkness, every bit of swoon, and every kind of way she sips her characters like nobody else has the power to. The second book picks up three months after the challenges under the mountain in the spring court with everyone still on the edge. The horrors they had all endured at Amarantha's hand still plagued their every moment, both waking and sleeping. The things that Fera did for Tamlin, for Prithian, made her lose herself and she doesn't know how to salvage the shattered pieces. So I'm a huntress and a thief, she said. You're my salvation, Fera. We supplied with the roguish experience. There is nothing beyond this quote that could capture the essence of what Fair meant to Reese and what she didn't as well. He was broken beyond anything imaginable. Years of torture, pain, isolation, and helplessness took its toll. He sacrificed every inch of himself and told every piece of his soul to protect a city, a city of dreams. But the stars listened and dreams replied. We found him saying that if it, would, if it was to protect the people he cared about, he wouldn't mind being a monster. And did he not prove that every day under the mountain? A wilder, more passionate side of Pharaoh was seen in this book. She was still cold, still powerful, still her, but something in her broke. And perhaps the Pharaoh that emerged was the true pharaoh all along. She was fierce throughout, like when she ventured forth to trap the Sariel once again, this time to save Reese and not to satisfy her curious musings. What she found was a blessing veil beneath fumes of betrayal. She was Reese's mate. Despite her inhibition, her love for him consumed her, as Sarah J. Maas beautifully described. I was his. And he was mine, and we were the beginning, and the middle, and the end. We were a song that had been sung from the very first ember light in the world. I would talk about Tamlin and Fera's relationship next, but that idiotic jerk does not deserve even a single moment of us talking about it. 
moving on to bigger and better things like fera did let's talk about the inner circle the court of dreams the people who knew that there was a price and one worth paying for that dream the bastard born warriors the illarian half breed the monster trapped in a beautiful body the dreamer born in a court of nightmares and the huntress with an artist's soul when rasend was trapped under the mountain he used the last of his power to shield velaris and wipe it from the minds of anyone outside the city he then tied the magic to his inner circle so that they couldn't leave or they'd break the break the protection upon learning this fera realized that it had killed them to have been unable to save him and that there were so many left outside the city they couldn't protect there are some amazing quotes out there that describe these characters perfectly i was not a pet not a doll not an animal i was a survivor and i was strong i would not be weak or helpless again i would not could not be broken tamed says fera i love my people and my family do not think i wouldn't become a monster to keep them protected said reese i was a dreamer born into the court of nightmares so i got out says more i can think of no better way to end my existence than to defend those who needed the most said cassian males are horrible creatures on them a classic amin dialogue unfortunately azriel is the most precious and silent character he dripped with dangerous unspoken power the second book grasped onto my mind and latched itself there permanently it was intense and tender all at once it was equal parts of pain and healing light and darkness i felt love and hate collide while reading it as it was as if all boundaries and thoughts were blurred and what was left behind was pure and untainted ironically the tragedy behind each character was unveiled layer by layer a thought a smart alec joke a broken smile a tear it was as if the author had scattered her soul in every page and as tears dripped from my eyes and laughter poured out i felt myself get lost within the darkness as well as the light and somewhere in between i found solace and velaris you know the feeling you get when you put down a book and you feel as if you have to physically drag yourself out of the fictional world and back into the dull world of reality you have to rip yourself away from the pages from the plot from the characters in which you are so invested and somehow you just expect it to go on with your regular life yeah i felt that and more after putting down a coat of mist and fury and here we leave you to your thoughts if you would like to be swept away in the world of god knows what book we're going to read join us next week where we will be discussing the book which is not known right now